I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, guess what? I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. We could talk about writing better, maybe. Yeah, let's do that. Over the weekend, I was asked a question, and while it won't make it to this week's writer's chat, which, by the way, are you checking those out? Uh, I stream them every week from twitch.tv slash John Helps You Write Better, or they go up on YouTube, usually the day after, youtube.com slash John Adamus. But, um... I got this question, and it's, it's not going to make the chat, but it is a really good question, and I do want to answer it. So here's the question. How do you know if something is good enough to be published, or if you've just been rejected because of particular tastes and preferences of agents, pimps, or editors? I love this question because it is so common. I love this question because its answer is at once very straightforward, but also layered. I like stuff like that. I like stuff that can make us think about the process and whether or not we want to go through it or how we could go through it differently or what we could be doing just in general. I I like stuff like this. And really, um, the easy part of the question is, on some level, you're never going to know because the decision to reject you is made without your knowledge. You don't know when it's made. You don't know who's made it. You don't know how that decision was reached. You don't see the gears turning. You're never going to know the exact, like, ah, I was, everything was fine until the 15th word. No one's ever going to like put their finger on that and own up to it because, well, from my opinion, there's a certain level of cowardice in rejection because I, I can do it from afar. I can do it remotely and I can do it detached from who you are as a person. I don't have to look you in the eye. I don't have to explain or justify myself to you. I can couch and hide and disguise my statement through the lens of, well, I'm working on behalf of the publisher. It's the nameless, faceless corporation or business that said no. And I think that um, insulation protects people from having to really reconcile the difficulty with traditional publishing, which is that it is a subjective opinion masquerading as professional business decision. And it it's terrible what it does. There are writers out there who have written excellent books. Now, granted, yes, there are writers who have written dog shit on a box. But there are writers who have written good books who will forever struggle to meet the unknown, subjective, variable, goalpost moving, never exposed to sunlight criteria that some latte sipping person on some monitor in some office tens of hundreds of thousands of bajillions of miles away will never open up about. They just talk about it in these expansive, broad, fraudulent cornball terms of, I know it when I see it, when it makes me feel something, when it's just good enough, I just know it. In the same way that it's like the opposite of the quantifiable. 
I can tell you when water is boiling because it has reached this temperature and because I see evidence of doing so. I can tell you when it's raining because I get wet. I can tell you when it's sunny because the sun comes through the window. Quantifiable, visible things are good, but this subjective nonsense of, well, no, it just didn't work for me. Who, who gives a shit? Like, okay, say more words. Explain. Justify. You, you have a responsibility. You are about to tell someone who was emotionally vulnerable and creatively vulnerable. You are about to slam a door in their face. And you can try and do it as gently as possible. You can try and do it tenderly with alleged empathy or compassion, but you are still closing a door. And if you don't have the courage to explain why or the time, and you swear you're just so busy, which is bullshit, but if you can't be bothered to explain why it's not for you, even for two minutes, one paragraph, four sentences, a bullet point list, if you can't be bothered to, to give a shit to these people who have been vulnerable, you should not be doing your job. You should be, regrettably, dragged out of your job and they should throw rocks at your business. Because there's no point in doing this to be dispassionate. There's no value in doing this to constantly slam the door and discourage people. You've got to consider the writer's position here, pimps and agents and editors and, and ne'er-do-wells of traditional publishing. You've got to give a shit. And the, the, the milk toast panic of, well, I promise I'm a good person. Fuck you, you're not. You keep rejecting people. At worse, you keep rejecting people, but not explaining yourself, not explaining the criteria, not justifying or, or helping them understand why so that they can get better to give you what you want. So part of this you'll never know because they're cowards. Part of this you'll never know because they lack the ability to speak to the why they're doing what they're doing. However... Part of this you can totally figure out. If you got no notes and there was a speed to the rejection, like if, if you uh, submitted on a Monday hypothetically and you were rejected the next day or even the day after and it was a cold form letter, a flat out, nope, this isn't for me, and you know damn well that there is, while it is possible to read the query letter because that's just a couple paragraphs, there's no way they immediately got too deep into the manuscript. Not if 10 other people also sent things of the same size. Not even 10, just five. There's no way they were fair in their criticism. There was no way they're fair in their decision. It was a blind blanket statement. The speed at which you receive the rejection and the scarcity of language in the rejection tells you you've been rejected on the basis of something arbitrary, taste and preference. The idea that rejection somehow gets tangled in the writer's brain to turn into, well, I'm getting rejected clearly because what I wrote isn't good enough suggests that the thing you are good enough for is known to you. And like we just talked about, it's, it's not. And it's never going to be because that's the magic trick. That's how the gatekeepers maintain their authority. If I never have to explain to you the criteria, 
then you can more often than not fail to meet that criteria and I can keep closing the door in your face. Now, the downside of you interpreting your constant failures to be a sign that you're just not good enough, well, that's not my concern because I, ha- I know my criteria. I want you to do these five things. I never have to explain the five things to you. But the fact that you are not guessing my five things and are instead feeling shitty, well, that's on you. That's what traditional publishing wants to focus on. Look at the speed at which you were rejected. That's going to tell you a whole heck of a lot about whether or not you were rejected because, well, they have a set of criteria and you didn't make it and they're never going to tell you all of them. They might tell you a few to give you some breadcrumbs to kind of like carrot and then stick, but they, they, they're not going to give up all five or all six or whatever. Or if they do, they'll speak about them in such vague terms that it's sort of like astrology Depending on how you read the sentence, you can interpret it that, you know, it's just could be a billion different things. Very, very, very rarely should you ever conclude that what you've written is not good enough and therefore you will be rejected. Yes, it is possible to rewrite the hell out of something to improve it on the merits of itself. If you look at the way you've constructed the language and you're seeing the language and you're saying to yourself, well, I wrote this a year ago, two years ago, six months ago, a week ago, six weeks ago, whatever. And you think now having gained some more writer experience, I could rewrite this thing in a way that is more evocative or effective or closer to what I meant, what I, what I mean when I wrote it the first time. If you think you can do that because you can improve the language based on your skill, by all means, go ahead and rewrite the thing, rewrite the whole thing. If you want, rewrite pieces, rewrite sentences or whatever. But again, if it comes down to I must not be good enough, what I created must not be good enough because these other people didn't say so, that is a losing effort. The vast majority of the rejections are coming for arbitrary, unknown reasons you'll never know, that they retain their power, the rejector retains their power by never explaining themselves to you. That's why they're gatekeepers. That's why they're bullies. That's why they are, you know, generally in a business of paradox, this idea of they need your book to do their business, but then they demand unknown criteria to complete getting your book. They need you, but they'll keep you at arm's bay. It is a, an abusive relationship at its heart. That's, that's substantial, and people buy into this all the time. The vast majority of rejections come out of preferences, tastes, and criteria you'll never know. If you are genuinely worried that what you wrote is not good enough, and no matter what you do, you can't shake that idea, the best thing you can do is go get your work, whatever it might be, evaluated. Go get someone, not only whose opinion you trust, but also get an expert. Hire a writing coach. Get an editor. Get someone who's not necessarily going to make a decision about publication for you, but just someone who can use skill or training or expertise or empathy or kindness or human emotion or the rest of their developed brain to give you fair feedback. Not feedback that blows smoke up your ass, just plain and simple fair feedback, an assessment from someone not necessarily emotionally engaged or involved with you who can be dispassionate enough to say, here is what I've read. This is how I feel. I don't know you from a hole in the wall. Get that level of help. You might have to pay for it. 
You might have to ask a couple favors. You might have to pay somebody back with a cup of tea and a cake. Like, it's possible, though, to find out whether or not, according to someone else's criteria, what you wrote was good enough. First and foremost, you have to find it within yourself to say that this thing is good enough because I wrote it. And ticking all those boxes and completing that checklist is a substantial part of the writing process, no matter how we choose to publish. One last note I want to make here is if you find yourself frequently tormented or plagued or frustrated by the fact that you just keep collecting rejections, 50, 60, 70, 100, 200, 300 rejections on a thing, it's not your fault. It's not. It's just that you have been attempting to take the star-shaped peg and put it in the triangle-shaped hole because everybody and their mother has told you that the triangle-shaped hole is the best hole. You've got to find the avenue for the art that is going to help the art go out the door. It's not always going to be traditional publishing. It's not always going to be this one way of manufacture is the way all things need to be. It's not one size fits all. Art is variable. How you produce it is variable. And what you do with it once produced is also variable. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.